With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Uh, took a lot out of me to get an okay out this week. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, another week in the books. Another just. We're just. It's always fun times in the FMLFPL factory. The seesaw is still in. Fucking seesaw in. We're just a couple, you know, pre-K, four, four-year-old, five-year-old kindergartners on the seesaw. We'd probably be doing much better if we had a combined team, because well, I think we would do. We would do worse. Well, it's like, would we paint? Would we take more rogue picks, or would we have more of like a combined logical team? I don't know. I don't even want to live think about that right well, now. Well, I want to think about anything other than my team. So it seems like a <laughs> delightful to think about that. I'll start. I'll start. Then I, I saved uh, this week. Finished up on sixty-one. Really nice finish for me today with Juan being Fraza, getting me two points from two on the final day. Really propelled me, but. <laughs> Got you know pretty lucky with Johnny goal was just I don't know how he was standing in six like on the penalty spot yeah. at that end of the game I was just like the fuck that was, that was very good for me obviously and then yeah. had the has little bullshit he was bad and Chelsea didn't create shit but he scored so that was lucky and Kuhn scoring before he got sent, before he was like, getting subbed was nice Captain Kuhn and Arnie. Holding Arnie, repaying faith. You know, yes, not, not I have a nice chances. job there, keeping the faith there, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, you know, we preach so much of being patient with your players and things. Like, I mean, I still have Shaw, he got me in four. I mean, Shaw's been a steady four points per game performer all season, but, you know, it's like Erickson, you know, knowing when to hold and ditch Arnie, you know, he missed the game, but... I mean, we guess like underlying things with Erickson, like obviously had a tummy ache, so he can't you cannot be <laughs> cannot be asked to play with a tummy ache. But you know, he off the set pieces and things, you know, kind of saw the little spell wasn't going so well. But then like someone like like Otsel, who we both got rid of a few weeks ago, and he's starting to fire again. I still don't really love Otsel as much as a long term pick, you know, playing out on the wing instead of number ten. Yeah, or, he's still not creating he, anything. Yeah, he's 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 still probably a little tenuous of a pick, but like Arnie, I mean, he's. You know, we talked about Mitrovic. I'm like, how many fucking times in my life do I need to make a similar transfer like Arnie to Mitrovic? I've done that transfer 20 times in my FPL career. And it's just like, you're just chasing a fixture. It's just a marginal, better thing on paper. And it's just, the margin is so slim that it's usually not worth, you know, decreasing your flexibility of having two frees or, you know, it's just not a medium term problem spot when Arnie's fixtures turn soon. And, you know, he's fit and he's, you know, he's fucking good. Like, like that's not a beneficial transfer. So, so things like that, you know, somewhat have been working out for us this season. But I don't know. You know, Dilv, Dilv was a very, very startling performance from yeah. David Silva, giant cock. He was very bad. But 
you know, we'll get we'll get there at the end of the pod. But you know, sixty one, it was better than I expected. I was expecting a really rough week with you know the double Liverpool D and you know some some sitches in my team, but the lads pulled it out. So I uh, I put a put a new bandaid on and I'll go fight next week. Do you want to just skip your team, or do you want to? We come, can't do come that. In? I can't be that much just, of a coward. Right, just, I mean, just take switch your chair for a, a no back, no leg rest duel and get in there. <laughs> uh, I did Lucas Moore and Amato. That's about where like the good news ends, I guess. Like Amato just I test tick tick along merchant doing his thing. Um, so that was good, I guess. Uh, my gambling crank <laughs> is five million. Worst of my, worst of my field career. Yeah, I love how Raymond on Slack includes me in this list of like here are all the best FPL players ever and Walsh and Alon, and I'm just like, don't fucking yeah, like, include me on, the, me on your there. fucking post, so everyone clicks my fucking team. <laughs> Laughing stock of Slack. My <laughs> OR rank I went down two hundred thousand places. I'm three hundred k overall. Um... I mean, you just look at my team, and it is an absolute joke. There's nothing. There's no other words. I, I had zero cleans, two assists, one goal total, three one pointers. Can't even get me two fucking points. These pieces of shit. Ward doesn't even start. Like you're the worst fucking team in the history of mankind, and you can't even fucking start Danny Ward. He wears number nine for a reason. Let's go. Like. Yeah, I mean, a cap mo like mm, that yeah. was a very sketchy decision. Yeah, but. it's uh, like sketchy in the sense that it was like low percentage of people did it. Everyone, that quote unquote obvious cap of Kuhn gets punished because his literal last touch of the ball, he scores a goal where you know Salah's best chance of the game gets cleared off the line, and everyone's shitting themselves over him. Like whatever, like. De Gea, one-pointer, he's the fucking worst goalie in the league. <laughs> De Gea, dude. He's just the actual worst player I've ever watched in my life. Like, he can <laughs> fucking go back to the closet filming girls having sex. Like, he'd be better at that. <laughs> but he's, like, 12th in the league in points among keepers. Like, are you kidding me? Six million goalie on, on a Mourinho team, and he's going to be 12th in the league in points. Like... I'm fucking so sick of them. So <laughs> sick of them. And then, like, all I want to do in life is transfer to have to Dubrovka and they play each other this week. And it, no matter what, which way I go there, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be like 2 win United, 2 1 United when Dubrovka has like 10 saves and gets a bonus point. Yeah. And, and, yeah, makes zero saves because yeah, that's all points. he fucking ever does is make zero <laughs> saves. Um, yeah, I mean, everything's just bad and, dark and I fucking hate my life. I and mean, we were just talking about it before we started recording. It's like this happens to me every year where my team is good. Like I have a lot of good guys on good teams. That's that's just facts. Like you look at my team and there's a lot of good guys there, but at the same time I don't have any of the template guys and that just leaves me susceptible to having this exact week where I just am a fucking joke. Like, it's just an absolute joke. I have five million game week rank because when my guys don't score and the template guys score, everyone passes me. Like, Kuhn's at 177% effective ownership this week and scores his last touch of the game. Like, I don't have... When you own him. You have him, though. I have him, but that was yeah. a nightmare You have for me. him, him, Mo, and Alonzo, like your main template guys. 
Right, and Alonso's yeah. not even that highly owned anymore. But I have no Wolves D, like, and a lot of people. He's forty-five percent owned. Is he really? Yeah, I just felt like in the top ten K, it wasn't that much anymore. But I guess he is. But so never mind, not Alonso. But I don't have Wolves defense. A lot of people have Patricio or Doherty or Johnny or Bennett or two of those guys. I don't have City defensive coverage. I obviously don't have trip, Trips or Kane. Road captain, like I just set myself up for a fucking nightmare of all weeks. I mean, basically, your your downfall this week was not having Hazard and not getting an incidental clean sheet from somewhere. And I mean that that would have given you basically an average week if you right. Had and players, I had no but... chance of getting a clean sheet because I had two Liverpool defenders against Chelsea, and I had two Chelsea def- defenders against Liverpool, and I've won. It's just. And United have no chance of ever keeping a clean sheet because they're yeah. they're awful. So I mean, it must be said the the slack definitely keeps me alive every day. It's just you know, I mean, it's just pure banter in there. At least we have the lads. I mean, there are obviously some cunts in there who I cannot stand, but yeah, they by know and who large, they are too, right? By yeah. and large, it's just a bunch of genius humans, and I'm just giggling. And even when I have like last week, I had the, was in the darkness, and you're in the darkness this week. It's just like everyone's like chill and. You know, we're just chatting, chatting about bands and everything. At least we have that in our lives, right? Sure. Okay. I'm trying to cheer you up. You, know, I, I don't know how to cheer someone up. That's, I'm not good at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a swing and a miss. Let's call it that. But maybe, uh, maybe there are laughs in the future of the pod. Well, we'll find out together. <laughs> That was funny. Housekeeping. <laughs> Shout out the MLFL Prize League slash Mug League winner for September. Michael Austin Beckham's metatarsal comes through, takes the mug home. Great job by you. October mug starts next game week. Join up before then if you want a shot at it. Hell yeah. Shout out to the Goal Scorers Challenge League leader so far. Still Magic Mike, but he's slipping a little bit, and I'm very disappointed in him. He picked Leroy Sané this week. I don't know what the fuck that is about for a Goal Scorers Challenge. And lastly, top the FML field public league. I actually don't know. It seems not updated yet, but it's probably McKinnon because that guy's really good and like top 50. Okay. Um, where to, dude? I don't, I don't, I mean, do we just have to, let's rip the cane bandaid off and just talk about how yeah, bad there his were performance at least, was and how lucky he was. Probably and at least 15 questions came in about Kane. Here, I'll read three of them. Jabron on Twitter is Kane edging towards a must own option. JP oh, I, see what, I see what he did there with the edging. Yeah, edging. JP Allegretti on Twitter is Kane worth getting simply because he can eat. Simply because he can brace even when he's in crap form. And Earth Farm on Twitter. Here's a shit question worth considering. <laughs> How many more weeks like this until we all go Salada Kane? Any thoughts? I, I have, I mean, my obviously went on an insane rant against Kane last week and he came in with the brace, which, you know, header was nice on a plate. The Huddy defender doesn't jump. No, no problem. You know, he'll, he scored that goal. <laughs> oh, wait, let me cut you off. There was one more question that your rant was included in fucking TJC on Slack. Someone I know listened to last week's rant on Kane by Walsh, took Sal out, brought Kane in for a hit, captained him. He's now 50 points ahead of me. Walsh, what do you think is this week's worst move? Because he will probably take it. <laughs> That'll come out over the course of the pot. I'm not sure right now on the top yeah, of my head, but that's that's pretty genius to do that. Yeah. Just fade fade my rant. Yeah, oh yeah. Um 
I mean, Spurs didn't score an open. I mean, they. I guess whatever they've scored. They scored a header from open play against the worst team in the league, second worst team in the league. They look bad. They didn't create anything. They look bad. They continue to look bad. And Kane looked bad. He had one shot with his foot, one shot with his head throughout the game. Um, obviously, the pen should not have been called. That's a ridiculous joke and a, an insult to official officiators across the country and the world. Um, there's not much to say. I mean, the team looks bad. The players out of the player look. I guess he can't. I don't know if he's in or out of form. He just fucking looks like shit. I don't know. Um, there is no universe in I mean, any. The, he- the header was nice. But, that was nice, but, but like, in, if we're talking about form, your striker Harry Kane against Huddersfield should be getting more than two shots off for an open play in an entire match. His other chance, like you said, his other his only other shot other than the goal with the head was clean through on goal, and he was he it was a joke. Like he made no move, no effort to beat the keeper, do anything. He ran very slowly and kicked it directly into Lussell's face. And it was it was terrible. I mean, the players look bad for a long time. It's no question. It's also a little bit unfair to be talking about Mo to Kane because that's not one transfer, that's two. So you're inherently talking about, you know, probably a point hit, um, especially when after this week the fixtures switch back around and then Liverpool play these two teams, Cardiff and Huddersfield. So... In a vacuum, you know, you, you can't really look at it in those terms. For one thing, as an aside, we all, I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, but, we, did, we did. You know, I mean, you, you look at someone like Kane versus someone like Aguero, and Aguero played sixty percent of the game time as Kane this week, and I think he took seven shots, and City took like thirty shots, and Spurs looked like abject filth, and City are just having a chance and, and a shot every. Three minutes of the game, it's just it's just bad FPL play. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, of course, like you know, Kane's a number nine on a, a good team, perceived a good team, and you know he'll, he'll get a header in the six yard box on Mar. You know, that those things will happen, but no one no one watches him and is like, wow, he he was great today. You know that that hasn't been said for a long time. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's very, I mean, I think that's why the slack is nice because we all watch the games I and mean, it's not a cesspool like Reddit where people are just spouting nonsense or the FFS boards where people are just like, they're like eight-year-olds just saying, spamming like things. And, <laughs> you know, the, the herd mentality with like Twitter and everything, like it's so prevalent, but it's just like, the, and of course, you know, it's it's maybe it's a 10 or a 20% play that it's going to come off. I mean, you know, obviously you're playing the fixture and not the form there, but, and that's going to work sometimes. Like you're going to get a dive in the box by Rose and that's a, what was that, four, seven, that was a 14 point dive for Kane captainers. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing like, you know, Mo had a brace wrongly disallowed a couple weeks ago. Um, like those are the margins that we talk about here, so... And, you know, and then that's basically a null thing if both of those things are reversed and it's, you know, we're having a different conversation. So the line's thin, like I mentioned earlier again, you know, like Arnie versus Mitro kind of things. Like, you know, Kane's not like Ashley Westwood, like he's not a DM. He's still, you know, he's a nine, but he's 12 5. I mean, he's the second most expensive player in the game. His stats are consistently bad. The team is consistently bad. I just don't, I fundamentally don't understand and it. And the eye it, test it, is bad. And I think it's literally every box besides like his name is Harry Kane and I've seen him score 30 goals every season. Like, and he's going to score his goals, but he's 12-5 and he looks like fucking shit. 
If he plays 90 minutes every single game for 38 game weeks, obviously he's going to look. He's already scored like three, four pens. I don't even fucking 20 pens. Spurs got a pen every game, it seems like. I don't understand. But uh, yeah, he has at least two. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And meanwhile, City have drawn actual zero, but they've probably taken like 250 shots in the box this season. I don't know how Raz doesn't dive anymore or go down to contact, so they don't get pens anymore. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's just. You know, I'm 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 not it's so far away from considering Kane. It's silly. I, I, if Kuhn was hurt, Kane would be like the ninth player I would consider at, at the forward spot. Like I would transfer Mitrovic in over him in a heartbeat. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm obviously taking an extreme stance on this, but I just think he looks he looks diabolical every single time I watch Spurs. The team looks bad. It's just they don't create anything. I, I don't get it. It just it befuddles me. And I hope I hope people transfer him in for hits. Like I want that so badly because I can use any help I can get. Yeah, that sounds nice. Just giving me a four point lead that would be really good and nice. What do, I mean, what do you do? You have any? Do you have anything? To, I mean, you I, you're not obviously as nuts as I am about anti Kane, but do you, no, do you but think we've anything been I'm saying, saying is shit like every fucking week? So it's it's just nauseating. This this pod is just like recycle pod where we. Just, I feel like a lot of the shit we're gonna end up saying is the same shit where it's like Salah has Kane. Oh. I mean, it's it's like results based thinking, right? It's like you flop yeah. you flop the nut straight with a cane brace, and everyone and their fucking mother is sucking their own dick, being like, "I'm a fucking genius." Cane versus Huddersfield, nailed on. Oh, that was nailed on brace, like easiest captain of the week. Like, fuck off. Like you said, it's such a low percentage thing that it comes on that like a player takes two shots and scores a brace. Because it's fucking left back cheats and dives and gets a pen like and Max Bones. It's just it's just so annoying and just, I have no other words. It's just like it's so frustrating when stupid fucking shit wins and and gets points. And the thing that's but the thing at large that is like more that because those things happen. FPL the margins are slim and that, that happens. But yeah, I don't understand. How react? How bandwagony this is because he's the most expensive player or type whatever with Salah. But everyone's losing their shit and getting rid of other very expensive assets who look fine and getting him. It it goes against every like principle of getting bandwagon players in because he has no like good long term outlook. There's Champions League midweek, like he's clearly been running to the ground for a few years, and he looks like a fucking pile of horse shit. So I don't understand why the community at large is like going, like, you know, like Maddo, it's like, okay, like, yeah, he should be gaining steam, like he's returning every week, like set pieces, blah, 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 like those kind of bandwagons make complete and total sense. Like Hazard, like, yeah, they're playing fucking attacking, the manager's telling him to stop playing defense, like, score 40 a goals pers- a year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, like, those are bandwagons that should take off. We're like, yes, okay, that makes sense, get the player, looks good, you know. But this is like every single box that I look for on a bandwagon is not checked by this. And I don't know if I'm just like high on crack, or like, and I'm looking at something completely wrong. But everyone is talking about how to get Kane. I'm like, why the actual fuck would you want him? I don't. I just like I'm. It's beyond me. It's like I said, it's results-based thinking. It's because it's crazy. he scored it's so, points. That's the only just, reason. It's like. It's the same shit where, and maybe we can pivot to like Salah Hazard, but a lot of the questions in this week were just like, should we do Salah to Hazard? Like, how long till Salah to Hazard? Or the other way around, like, dick faces just being like, Salah to Hazard is the easiest move ever. Or like, oh, 
like the difference between like trying, I'm not saying that I am objective, like everyone has their inherent biases and obviously I'm a Liverpool supporter, but trying to look at something and, and eradicate yourself of results-based thinking is you don't watch that Chelsea Liverpool match and be like, Hazard is the obvious better choice. I'm going Salah straight to Hazard. Like he had one very difficult chance that he did incredibly well to score because he's incredibly good and sometimes really good players do that kind of stuff. The other chance he got was that weird like free kick thing. No, he had an in clean that he fucked up. Yeah, that that's the one I'm talking about where like there was the weird like foul and then Conte took it quickly and he was in in through on goal. Fine, that he should have scored. Like you know, he he deserved a goal in the game. Better chance than the the one he actually scored. But like you don't watch that game and and be like, oh, like obviously Hazard is way better. He scored way more points than Salah this week. It's more to me. It's more just like, okay, Hazard will do that. He looks in really good form. Chelsea looking really form. I want to get him. But sacrificing another player who's on the probably second best team in the league, probably second best attack in the league, who's still like taking the majority of the chances. Mm-hmm. And like has pretty good, actually pretty good returns this year. Like same as last year, pretty much. I'm just like I don't get that. Like I, that, like you're just saying, like laterally moving from good players to good players. And it just, I don't know. It seems ineffectual to me. I agree. Like if that Rudiger, if Rudiger didn't clear that Salah chance off the line, like what would be happening right now? People would be like, "I'm going to take a minus eight to get them both in." I, I, that, that, but that's the problem. It's an I interesting think that's- thing to think about, right? Is like if this like very like it, uh, this fantastic play by a defender didn't, you know? Like, but it's also like if you look instead of an eight against Southampton, if that was a fucking if he had a brace, it would have been like a fifteen. People would look at the little score log and be like, "Oh wow, like he had a big, you know, most back." Yeah, it's right. <laughs> It's the kind of thing, maybe it's because we've been playing every year, we learn different things, but I mean, the results based thinking and, and chasing the points last week, like, if there aren't, if you're getting rid of a really good asset for another really good asset, that doesn't make sense because you're just wasting transfers on not problem spots on your team when you have everyone has problem spots on their team elsewhere. So it's just, I mean, that's a strategic way we don't play the game, me and you, and we'll advise people to play that way because we think it's a smart way to play, but. You know, if you want to take a minus eight for a two game week punt because there's a fixture swing and then reverse it and you captain the player and they have brace brace and you're like, oh, that worked out great. Then do it again in November and see where you go there. You know, mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing where you could play. It's a 20, probably about a 20%, 10% chance to come in and it's, it's not zero. Again, it's not zero. So it will work rarely, but. It's just not. It's not the long term way to go. It's it's just bad. It's a bad job. Yeah, Jabron said, "Where are you on the Salah patience meter?" I whatever the metric is for patience, whatever's the highest, I'm past that point. <laughs> if, if, if if he's fit, he's not leaving my team. Period. There's nothing that would change that. Yeah, I kind of feel I mean, similarly. I mean, it's again. We're talking about like Liverpool and City attackers. I don't want 
I don't want to spend twelve, thirteen million dollars, whatever the fuck, on a, on a player who's on a bad team like Spurs who don't create anything. I want to spend that money on a team who's going to have volume and waves of chances every game. It just increases the chance of goals and points. And Liverpool and City are those two teams this year. Chelsea maybe in a little, little near third place. So the players not finishing. Obviously, he's been having issues finishing this season, but. He's still getting into the positions. He's still creating chances. He's still in around the box buzzing. He looks totally fine to me. And a player of his quality and caliber, it, it, again, we keep saying this, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And you know, just as soon as you transfer the player out to chase points from someone else who's just as good, you know, you're just going to play, it's a yo-yoing game, and you know, you're going to miss the points, and you get them back. You're spending transfers, again, on spots that are not problems. Salah is not a problem. Just because he doesn't score a goal or a brace every game and another expensive player does, which happens every week. I mean, the expensive players are 10 plus million for a reason. They're the best fucking players in the game in the league. And they go, they take turns of scoring goal, brace, max bones, whatever the fuck. So you can't have six like Raz. Should I do motor rats? Like, what are you talking about? You can't have every 12, 10 to 12 million player in the game on your fucking team. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, we're better than that, right? We should be better than that. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, and a lot of people I feel like are, like you said, like the Reddit type of of, of lingo and Twitter and that kind of shit are like, they all constantly, no matter how many times we drive it home on this pod, are looking for us to say Blah 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 is essential. Blah 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 is a must have. Oh, like blah, blah blah because that is just how everyone in the FPL community discusses things. That is the vernacular that some fucking guy decided is how FPL is going to be played. Is that blah 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 is essential. Blah 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 is a differential. Blah 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 is must own. And we just never say that because we emphatically feel feel the opposite of that. I mean, it's, it's just, fucking stupid. I mean, look at Mo. He's so he's. Dumb. He's on like five point X points per game this season, and he's thirteen million. That's not good. You could have started without him and been in the top ten K by now easily, like very easily, because he's not returning well so far. But it's week seven, and there's thirty one weeks to go, and you can't tell me he's not going to finish top three scoring mid. I'm not going to believe that right now. As he, if he says fit, it's just absurd. And it's just you gotta you gotta look at it a little bit longer than that. I mean, again, it, no one's essential, but I think it's going to be a lot harder to play the game without Mo than with him. So that's why I'm not even considering that. I mean, just yeah. the same thing with Hazard. I mean, I, I just cowed to it. I, you know, I, looking at the data. I mean, I got him in a couple of weeks ago, and you know, it's he just looks like he's going to keep ticking and returning and shit. Like Chelsea are playing well. You know, you, you, sometimes you just gotta you gotta get pop him in and you, you stick with him and hold him for a while. You know, so. Yeah, I really want Haz. I wish there was a way I could get him. Yeah, well, we'll get there. There could be a way. Yeah, is there anything else to even say about Haz? I mean, I, that we didn't really get like questions about him because at this point I feel like everyone who just has him except for me, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's just the team is playing in a, in a style. I, the thing that stuck with me most of the conversations we've had about Hazard is that now it's like we're having, we're buying Hazard on Belgium. Because we've been trained. Yeah, that, I said that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Because we we've been trained to watch the player play on intensely defensive-minded managing teams, and 
the literal only time and, and, and real sample that we have to see him playing on an attacking team with, you know, they play their Gibraltars and Liechtensteins. Obviously, that happens, but you know, when he's like loose and he's not having to play defense and track back and stuff, you know, he's returning each game for Belgium at minimum. I don't know what his rate he, is. He, re- he returns like every game. I mean, like yeah. And that's what he's last doing World now. Last World Cup was six games, he had three goals, two assists. The Euros, five games, he had one goal, four assists. Like he just returns every game. That's that's well, the numbers that I just said is actually ten returns in eleven games, and that's that's what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he's back at it again now. I mean we see what he's got so far, and you know he didn't play the first two games. He returned off the bench the first two games, and then starting every other, he's blanked once all season and. I mean, the bonus points really add up with him, it must be said. I mean, both one, he has three games where he scored one goal, and his bonus points in those games have been one, three, and three. I mean, those, that's a lot of extra points. Seven so extra many points, points is a lot of points versus with Mo, you know, the detraction with him is he scores a goal, he is nowhere near bonus points with one return, which is an issue. I mean, yeah, there was that had, one, there was the one game, I think it was Brighton. Yeah, he had 28 BPS in Brighton on just one goal, and I was like, this is going to be the week he gets in. Of course, yeah. he didn't get bonds that week. I mean, you know, Mo has three games with one goal scored in each, and he has zero bonus points. I mean, if you tack seven more points onto his score, suddenly, you know, you're feeling a little bit better. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It bumps his points per game ratio up, up quite, quite significantly. So. Totally. Yeah, I mean, he's just a fantastic pick. I, it, again, it's similar to Moy. I think it's going to be very difficult to cover his points. You know, you could go, you know, Raz instead of him. I, I, I don't. I just don't think that you're going to really gain points there. It's kind of, it's a bit of a muchness. I, I don't know. Um, both look great, but I mean, those three players, Mo Hazard and Raz, you know, they're most expensive mids for a good reason. They're all great. And Raz really threw his hat in the ring this week, and you know, we're starting to remember that he just. Oh yeah, he scores basically every game. Um, for City, yeah, I think that, what was it, the stat? I mean, I think it was, it was the like last thirty-five, 35 and thirty-eight, games, or, thirty-five yeah. goals plus assists, or something like that. Yeah, and the only thing that I, we did talk about this in preseason. I don't know how much we've talked about it since, but not being in Europe for Has is just incredible because there are going to be weeks where Raz is just benched. There's yep. just a rotation, or there's going to be weeks where he plays fifty minutes or sixty minutes, like Kuhn this week, or whatever. But or like Salah this week, even. But Has is just so nailed for. Pretty much ninety every single week in the league, and that's yeah, just huge. And, and I do feel a lot more confident with captaining Hazard now than I have in the past, just because they're playing so they're just so attacking. I, I mean, he's he's up there the whole game, and they're yeah. playing possession based. Like they're they're not playing on the counter anymore, so he's not you know getting half chances on a counter, or you're relying on you know. An 85th minute counter goal from him or something anymore. Right. You know, they're, right. it's just tailor made for him to cut in and be tricky and do sh- fucking shit in the box. I mean, he's just been so good this season. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's going to be difficult to cover his points if you decide not to go with him. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, let's jump into some questions. Um, God, I really didn't want to talk about that for so long. There's just no option. I mean, we're we're just coming off as like the most bitter, like pompous fucks. I feel like on this episode, but well, I mean, at least at minimum, it'll give listeners a different viewpoint from like the other talk. You know, the other boring British people and the other boring American people who have FPL podcasts. But they're <laughs> going to regurgitate the Twitter narrative as they always do. So, yes. I mean, at least we're giving. It, it, what obviously 
you you agree disagree with us it's up to you as your your subjectivity you bring into your your own thoughts and biases but i mean at least it's a it's an alternative talking point to you know to give you guys i don't know yeah i i agree with that um Mishka and Slack, thoughts on West Ham, not just Arnie talk. West Ham like, are ticking, ticking upwards. Yeah, I like that question a lot. Um, was looking a little bit at their defenders because they're suddenly looking quite competent in defense and they have a lot of cheap options in the 4 or 5 region. Um, fixture's still like a little rough and I still feel a little bit hesitant to start their defenders away. And unfortunately, they only have like one good home fixture until December, basically. So that's a little bit tricky. So the time to buy their defense looks maybe later, maybe around game week 14, December 1st, when they have at Newcastle. And then they have some good homes and, and a good run. But attack-wise, I mean, Felipe and Yormo are interesting. But it still feels very silly to purchase them over like Maddo. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. There, no, is there no, room I, for them? What do you think? Yeah, I mean we have we have a little bit more time, luckily, to like kind of scout them before their their fixtures get pretty good. So that'll maybe inform us on some more things. But I'm obsessed with Felipe Anderson. I mean, his goal is so sexy, so like yeah. cheeky little cocky fucker. I love it. Yarmo is just lucky to even get any points, and he just seems like very easy to defend, like cut in merchant. But he's still good, and he's still getting chances. So he's a unit. Yeah, he's fucking six foot ten. I don't even know how big he is, but yeah, I mean their defense is is interesting. I mean, I think this this same guy Mishka was asking about it on Slack when I was in there the other day, and I was just like, no, like I, my immediate reaction was just like, no, because like the players are so bad, like it it's so hard to like invest well, in Zab or Balbuena or Diop or something, you know, but like. Since Arsenal, they've been good. I mean, they played Wolves at home, who scored in the in fucking ninety third minute or something like that. They went to Everton, got done. So you know that was obviously bad. But then home Chelsea, nil nil. Home United, you know, took a fucking weird, classy little Rashford flick to to get in there. You know, like they've been tight. They've been good. I mean, they they. Put Declan Rice back in the team a few game weeks ago, and he's That's made a huge. world of difference. Yeah. I mean, he's he's featured the last three games, and and they've had very 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 capable defensive performances in all three of those games. They've only conceded two goals. Um, one thing that must be said though between Diop and Balbuena, I mean, it's really tough to throw two two guys who have never played in the Prem to be your first choice center back pair and be like, here, go handle this. You know, so yeah. you, I the growing pains, but. I mean, they've been good. I mean, he switched to the midfield three. They've, they've been playing a lot more, you know, have being a lot more stout in defense, and they they look like they're going to be able to somehow keep some cleans in some of these games. And I think the price is right. I mean, I think it's I think it's an interesting differential. Um, yeah, and Pellegrini's just good, and Balbuena thus far has been very very good on bonus. I think that's obviously a factor when you're getting someone like that. So I'm interested there. Um, yeah, man, I, I like him. I, unfortunately, we both, we and a lot of our friends of the pod love Jack Wilshire more than a lot of people. But man, him getting hurt was the best thing for this team. Like, oh, it just, it, was. it really it, was. It just like made their midfield okay. Yeah, it <laughs> and, just stable. It stabilized them. Stabilized and it gave everything. Them, they just didn't have a good enough team to be able to afford someone with such a defensive 
deficiencies of Jack to play in that critical yeah. position. It just destabilized the entire structure of the team. But and then I mean, Arnie is just. What can we say about Arnie? I mean, I had him in my team since game week one, and he's a fucking stud. He's just an absolute monster and a beast of a human. He's a phenomenal number nine. I just can't believe how he played so many years on Stoke and shit, like not playing number nine, and he's so good. Thank Moyes for that. I mean, that was Moyes' best contribution to West Ham's history. It's just... Like yeah, we we even we said it all preseason and got backlash for it that he's fixture proof and the team's improved and Pellegrini's a good manager and blah 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 and it looked sort of questionable at the beginning of the season they looked like the worst team in the league even though Marty <laughs> yeah. was still returning. Um, obviously, I got rid of him a little too soon in extreme circumstances last week for me. But yeah, I mean, they West Ham completely boss United. It was not really a competitive match. It's just. Yeah, he's just so good. Like he was hurt. I gave up on him. He showed how fucking good he can be by just putting in another dominant performance and inches away from at least the brace too. Like yeah. there was that Felipe uh, Anderson yeah. pass inside. Like there were some other half chances. Like yeah, he's just and, so good. Yeah, and he's also creating chances too. I mean, he's he's such a good like layoff merchant when he's yeah. up in and around the edge of the yeah. box. He he always makes those little weighted cheeky diags to the the, the late runners that he just looks good in. Yeah, to put in perspective, I mean, so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I I mean, he's a fucking house. He's just a brick shit house. He's he's just a mammoth. <laughs> to put in perspective, I mean, he's fucking averaging 6 points per game and he's played Liverpool, Arsenal, like he missed the Chelsea game, but like United, like they've had their hard fixture run, and he's averaging six points per game. So it seems good, and he's the kind of player he's. I mean, he's had one. He's been knocked and dead basically every game, and two gone through the, the roughest fixture, like congested or the roughest fixture run of their season. And I still have him on my team, so obviously he's not leaving my team for anything. But he's the kind of player that a lot of people like in Slack and stuff sold a couple weeks ago or after the United game, and now they're like, "Why the actual fuck did I do that?" He's just so good. I want him back. So Arnie, Arnie, definitely in. He's so good. God. If I need to find a way to turn Kamara back into Arnie and just get back in there. That's the dream right there. Arnie's so good. He's There's so an easy amazing. easy way. It's Dilf is the uh, make with. Yeah, Dilf is probably going to be leaving my team soon, but I, at the same time, I also want Hazard. God, Arnie's fantasy goal involvement so far this season is 62%. When it's, when he's on the pitch, sixty two percent of West Ham's goals are either him on the end of it or him assisting it. And uh, the fixture run gets good, so he's he's pretty good. Pretty. I love that. To- the, I love when a preseason evaluation comes through because, like I said, they looked like the worst team in the league, like unquestionable disaster. And <laughs> Pellegrini turned game. it around. Like they're just solid now, right? Like it it happened that quickly that they're yeah. just like. They're like a top ten team, probably like ninth, I mean, the, or eighth, ninth, or tenth team. We are actually in love with Pellegrini ever since he was managing City. Oh. I mean, we love him with the, love. the bloodshot eyes and the, the unkempt hair. Is just he's just a <laughs> fine grandfatherly gentleman. It's there's yes. no questions about this. Yes. But when he just faces the faces men and says, "Yeah, this has been a disaster start. We have zero points from four games." Like. 
I love that. Like, don't give me like an Edward Howe full zip or like a Mourinho spin job. He's like, I'm a fucking grown man. This is my resume. And yeah, we're off to a fucking ridiculous start, but I'm fucking been around the block and I'm going to fix this. And then he just puts in three straight cracking performances and they're going to settle into ninth or eighth as we expected them to. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's funny how much he gets questioned where he's had an actual star-studded career for 20 fucking years. He's been a good manager and people are like, oh, is he first on the sack to be sacked list? It's like, bruh. It's lovely. And with the Dildo Wanker brothers, man, like running this this, this team over there, they deserve something good with the bubbles and such. Dildo Wankers? What did you say? The, the dildo brothers, the golds or whatever, the owners. Well, you know, I don't know about this. It's uh, you figure it. Go look it up. There's like memes and shit. What's it? Max on on Slack was talking about it like last year because the fans threw like, threw dildos at them or something. <laughs> and they always just, I like, miss this. I can't wait for a little post pod research on yeah, this. Yeah, they always do like the wanker symbol Googled, to the box and stuff. Yeah, I just Google Dildo Brothers West Ham. There's like huge articles about it, like the this Guardian, fucking every big British thing is like Dildo Brothers all over it. West Ham. Yeah. I can't wait to read about that later. Yeah, it's, it's good, but West Ham are. I'm very happy for West Ham and all of their supporters because you know I actually really have enjoyed all West Ham fans that I've ever come across, both like in bars here in the US and the, the lads on Slack. They're just Bobby like John, Bobby John Walker. Yeah, they're just a reasonable good guys who just want a good team. And that's I like that. No man wants anything more than that. Yeah. Um okay. Let's go talk about someone that we like less. Ponzi on Twitter. After missing a few game weeks, Vardy seems to be finding his form with some great shooting stats and XG numbers to boot. Given Leicester's upcoming fixture run, is Vardy a decent punt or are cheaper players like Arnie just better picks outright? What do you think? The thing, I wish I went back and pulled up numbers for this, but and obviously he double returned two weeks ago, so it sounds a little bit silly for me to be saying this, but Varney's ceiling is usually one goal and usually no bonus points. He is like a six-point ceiling on an average week. Maybe Maddo's going to change the team. Maybe they'll be a little bit free-flowing. It's hard to imagine them being like better with losing Mara, so I don't really see that as an argument. But for the price, you need a higher ceiling like than that to reason it. When we just went off about how good Arnie is and Mitro is still a really good pick and Wilf is still a good pick and all those guys who are two million cheaper arguably have a higher ceiling, but uh, you know they're at least similar enough that I don't. Yeah, I don't think Vardy could could possibly earn nine million. To be honest, I mean he he didn't do anything this week either. This is, just goes right back to the same fucking result results based shit. I mean they. Got a pen from Harry Maguire kicking a ball into someone's hand from a negative one feet away from him. Other Can than it, that, it, Vardy had one really low percent scoring chance that header, and uh, he, other than that, he didn't have a shot. He, he had a pen and that that was his entire match, and now everyone's fucking transferring him in. It's a, it's really just he's just mini Kane to me. It's just like no, I don't. I don't like him as an option at all. Yeah, he's diabolical. He's an absolutely diabolical pick. The the team is a schizo team, and he's a premium forward. I mean, you're going to try and sell me Vardy over 
Bob or, or Laka. I can't, I don't have time for that. Yeah, but not even that. It's like the seven million guys. I, I don't know. Yeah, Arnie, Arnie Mitchell is not even in the same thought process for me. Yeah. Arnie is nowhere even remotely close to the quality of those players to me. Yeah. Not close. It's just not close. Yeah. So now we're out. We're out on Vardy. Um, Wait, all the way out. All the way out. Uh, Whisker on Slack for Mino versus Mane. So maybe he's looking at double Liverpool attack, or maybe he doesn't have Mo and he's trying to bring one of them in. Uh, it's really that's tough. tough. That's a tough one. I I hedge towards Bob just because I don't think that the. I mean, the, they're basically the price. Yeah, they're say? basically the same price though. What, is I think it's just which now or no. He's yeah, he's like ten or like nine nine. I don't know something like that. I mean, the price it's too negligible. It's like point five. I, I mean, I guess it's something, but I guess really the answer is whichever one you're less transfers away from getting, or if which problem spots on your team kind of a thing. Like if you have to spend an extra transfer to do the midfield move or something like that, then I would say just get Bob. But I also, even with Liverpool's fixtures getting a lot better, don't really like the idea of having Mane over Hazard. Or Raz. So that's also something I'm a little bit struggling with in my brain right now. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with you on the Hazard, Haz, and Raz, but also all of the strikers that we just talked about that are 7 million and under are so good. I just don't really see the value of Bob or Mane or the reason to really double attack. I mean, like, that's that's part of the appeal of Salah, right? It's just like he leads them in everything ever. And <laughs> just getting him is just, you don't need more Liverpool attack coverage if you have Mo. And like Robbo is fucking third in the league in expected assists. Like I, I've never, at least so far this season and most of last season, never really felt like I needed more Liverpool attackers in the sense that, like, when City are flying and scoring five goals a game, I'm like, I need all of them because they're just scoring five goals a game and look amazing and anyone can brace in any of the games and anyone can assist and blah, 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 Whereas, like, Liverpool, I'm just like, I feel totally fine with with just Mo. I don't know. Yeah, well, Mane also kind of runs hot and cold. I'm, like, we saw he, he came out of the gates flying and he had a few really good performances, but his, he's gone missing the last handful, the last few, three, four, whatever, by my eye, just yeah, on the top Bob's of my head watching better. him. Yeah. Bob's, Bob's uh, I don't know. If he's been better, he's had some shockers. He was good this week, but he was yeah. bad. That was the Champions League game two weeks ago. We were complaining about him a lot. Either yeah. way, I just, this is kind of goes back to me about preseason. Like I, I appreciate trying to exploit the fixture run for Liverpool and getting two attackers because they're, they look, they're so green, but Get two defenders. Like that's that's the obvious answer. I mean, they're so yeah. much cheaper. You have a five-five goal. You have a five. You have two five million options in Gomez and uh, and and Trent. You have Robbo at six. I mean, don't spend a premium spot in ten million on Mane when you're never going to captain the player. When you could spend half that, stabilize your defense and have clean sheet points trickling in again. I mean, Liverpool defense has been out of control. Good this season. They just and are just not easily best in the league so far. Yeah, they're just so good. So that's what I would be looking to exploit. And it, you know, it goes back. We both have double Liverpool defense still, and it's obviously been very bad. Like last week and coming up next week, and against Spurs, where they annoyingly uh, conceded. Against City, but, you mean? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, 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 not because I'm sure it's not going to be a fucking win to nil against City. But you know, either way, that's that's where I would be looking to exploit the Liverpool fixture run coming up. Not not with two attackers. Yeah, I think. 
think I agree there. Yeah, it feels it feels really good to have double. It's just like when the run comes, it's like I expect a clean sheet and like eighty percent of fixtures that aren't home Man City are at Chelsea. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's they're just, just good long term holds, you know. It's it's just there's good good guys. Yeah, good guys. Yeah, Gomez sneaky under the radar, like He's not going to get rotated in the games where Trent and Robbo are probably rotated. So maybe he'll be, maybe he's actually the best five, five million defender to get, but I don't know. Yeah, the thing though about his just, he has no upside. I mean, it's hard to think he's going to get more than like one goal. He's not going to get bonus oh, points. Yeah, yeah, no, just the for fullbacks. Just for but cleans. the fullbacks have that, that threat. You know? They do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Trent on corners and set pieces and stuff is good. And just in open play. Yeah, an open play. Um, Ray on Slack, I guess this is in reference to Kuhn, but he said, can you in good faith cap someone who's only going to play 55 to 60 minutes max, no matter how good the fixture? No, never. What kind of question is that? Yeah, but Kuhn, he's talking about Kuhn, right? And I don't give a fuck who. If you, the player's not going to play more than 60 minutes, why would you captain them? Yeah. They could exactly. be playing like a fucking beer league team. Like you need... How many? You, you, what? No, of course not. You, you want ninety-minute players to fucking if if he if Pep came out on Wednesday and was like Kuhn's foot hurts, like he's not playing more than sixty minutes, there would be zero percent of people would have captured him this week. Yes. So that's a bad question, Raymond, and I expect more from you. <laughs> Razzy boy on Twitter. Oh, Razzy boy hasn't written in a while. Great, great friend of the pod. Next five weeks, Mitro or Marco? I have a transfer that needs to be unleashed. <laughs> Unleashed. Unleash Actually your transfers. Burning holes in the rat, the snazzy king's pocket. Um, yeah. That's a t- that's a tough one. It's a, that's both, a fucking coin flip, dude. Yeah, both are great. I think you got to just go with your heart and think about like if one scores, where which would make you happier, and just pick that player. Yeah, sometimes we're, we're overcomplicating things, and you just got to do things that make you feel a little bit happy. Like me bringing in Matto, I said in lineup lands, for those who didn't read it, like Raymond, aforementioned Raymond on Slack, was basically just like, you have to you have to get Matto because I loved him so much in preseason that every time he returns points and I don't have him, I feel awful because I was between Matto and Richarlison and you know Raymond steered me to the to the glory land. I still so feel awful, we, but not about that transfer. See, that's good Raymond. That's why we that's why Raymond That's good Raymond. Raymond Part of the furniture, absolute legend. Love you. Yeah. Mm. Slack's a good time. You're right. Slack's a good, I know. good time. It's so good. Yeah, you were, you were right there. That was a good shot by you. Um, wow, this is a weird pod. Um, Frankenstein on Slack said, Raz time, question mark. And TJC on Slack said, choose one to replace Dilva, Raz or Has. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. I mean, Raz just is... Raz is getting like my pants shift when I think about Raz. It's just we've so, we've both loved so him good. forever. I remember when he was like four or five? Yes, I I'm remember the first season. Oh my god, that was so fun! Remember um, when he was nine last year? That was so fun. I'd yeah. kill for nine. I'd do anything <laughs> for nine. Like there's uh, all there's just too many good guys. There's too many. There are a lot of good guys. I. I'm a little bit partial to Hazard over Raz, but I don't really know or care. They're both so good. Yeah, I think I would go Haz too, though. I think the it's, bonus points, 
the guaranteed minutes and the pens will yeah the, will the be no better. Champions League and no it Champions also League, yeah. I mean assuming you have Aguero and you're not just an absolute lunatic you do have a, a cheeky cap shout with Has if you know City have a rough one or Liverpool or whomever you know it does give you a captain shout it's just yeah that that zero minute game is coming for Raz. It might yes. it would be very very pep if it came this game week, but it obviously won't because Liverpool. But like the week after everyone brings in Raz is the week he will get benched. It, it's I don't just, know, dude. Raz is he already did miss a game game week two. Raz is such a fit lad. I could see him not missing any games. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not like missing for any reason aside from just like rest. Oh, rotation. Like. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I understand. You I, think he just no, won't get rotated at all? I don't know. He's so good. I, I can't think about that. I don't want to think about it. He's so good. It's funny yeah, how like game. Kev, I don't know. Kev is miraculously maybe like coming back soon and Mendy miraculously is going to like make Liverpool. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like every Liverpool supporter knew this was coming and expected it. It's like, yeah, yeah no, it's not weird that they're ready for this this match this week. I thought I saw Kev was targeting like the Derb though in a while. I don't know. I don't know. He he's apparently way ahead of schedule. Way ahead. Yeah, way ahead. This uh, just in. Yeah. He's going to be on the bench this week. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Al Rogers on Slack. If you're on a free hit this game week, do you full avoid City and Pool <laughs> assets? Uh, yeah, I would absolutely have zero of those players. Yeah, I think. I think no so. question, but what's what's the score? Why would we free hit this week? Just because you have like six and you want Because your name's fucking Al Rogers and you do what you want. <laughs> Dude, Al's, that's a pretty good name. Yeah, Al Rogers, Alon Rogers, like it's just me. But yeah, I guess you full avoid there. But yeah, there's just no reason to free hit this week. You're, not, I don't it's see the value that you're getting of returning your team. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know about it. Anyway, like, who are you even piling up on if you're free hitting Arsenal, this week? Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea against Southampton, Arsenal against Fulham. Yeah, free hit's great this week. You should definitely free hit <laughs> on second thought. <laughs> Super Sunday, you're just going to be creaming yourself with points while everyone else is Liverpool and Man City players. I'm on free hit. I just activated free hit. Um, oh, this is, well, we don't have to answer this question, but yeah, Etheridge, Etheridge gets it. Etheridge nets on Slack. Liverpool have 11 good fixtures after City. Two defense, one attack, or two attack, one defense? Yeah, we like two defense, one attack, but they're both good. Yep. John Calvert. On Twitter, not John Calvert Lewin, but that should be your name. Why is life meaningless? Interesting take there. Ooh, it's very existential of you, John Calvert Lewin. Um, <laughs> life is meaningless because we die alone and we live for but moments on the time space time continuum. So you just got to figure it out and find your happiness and joy where you can. Probably not FPL, actually. I don't know. So yeah, I don't FPL, know. Maybe not much happiness there. No, not much. What do you think? I mean, anything else? No, that sounded good and uh, above my pay grade right there. Good job by you. Um, Jay Wong on Twitter. <laughs> Keeping faith with Dilva with Liverpool and Spurs coming up? Question mark. It was a bad performance. I, we have been such long-time Dill fans, but it's getting on. Missed the game the other week against Cardiff, which is just an absolute... Backbreaker because you know he needs to be playing in those games to be returning. Like you know, those are the bankers that we really need him in, and he's not like cheap. And you know, it's kind of talking about Bilv as 
like a coverage pick, and Dilv is sort of feeling like a coverage pick. And there are a lot of players in the game that look good that don't feel the same way. So I am leaning towards him out very soon. Um, I mean, I have him. You have him still, right? Yeah. Do you? I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's like? I mean. Do you think he's a hold? Do you think he's going to keep ticking? I mean, he has two goals all fucking season. It's not like he's been doing great. I mean, it's yeah, two goals in five games. But plays, he's a hold. Like unless he gets rotated again very soon, or Kev is back sooner than we think, and and Dilv is the one that takes the hit for it, or something like that. I think if he plays, he's a hold, and he's really fucking good whenever he plays. Pretty consistent returner, albeit not maybe not recently, but like he'll get his goals, not that many, but he'll get some, and he'll create a million chances and have Patrick assist games right around the corner. I mean, he's leading he has, the league in chances he has, created. Like, he has zero assists. I know, and he's leading the league in chances created. Like it's twenty chances created in five games, and he has zero assists. What the fuck yeah, is twenty that? chances created? Four big chances created. He's he's, he's probably keeps passing a fucking Jesus is his problem. That must be the answer. Right. More Kuhn would lead to more Silva Dungs. But it just feels a little bit unlucky with him so far. I mean, like. The stats are there. But dude, Rat. The stats are there. He was bad. He was bad this week. But every other game other than this week, he looked, to me at least, exactly like Dilva from last season, where he was just great. Whenever he played, he was great. So I'm not that worried about that spot, although I wish it was Hazard in my case because I don't have Hazard, so he might be on the chopping block for that reason alone, not for any like reason that not for him being bad or whatever. But Raz, I mean, I just looked at my phone because the fucking phone lit up because I have a notification, and it's someone tweeting in: Is Sterling becoming essential, or is Pep's rotation too unpredictable? I just you know you know what, Alon? I just put the razor you know directly Raz, on my wrist. Raheem Sterling is essential. He's Must essential. Own. He's essential. He's 11 million. He plays on the best team in the league. He returns every game. What more could you want? He just had 14 points. Sterling and Kane, you should be hitting your wildcard button this week. Hit your wildcard button, not after this podcast ends, right now. Do it now. (laughs) This is a good talking head guy right here. That was good, right? Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, all right, all right. Oh, God. Yeah, it's hard, Wong, Jay Wong. I know the feeling, but if he keeps on playing and starting, he will return points. It is undeniable fact. Um, so you whether, just you think it's a it's a you got to be patient there. I mean, I eight, think five, you got to yeah. be patient, but at the same time, like I just said, if you don't have someone like Hazard who just is better, I mean, he's just a goal scorer and the main man and all of those things, then I think it's very reasonable to find a way to get from like Dilva to Has, but there's not like that many other guys in between the premium and the mid-priced, like where like Selva's price, that I would rather have. I don't think there's like actually anyone off the top of my head. Yeah, that, right? no, that's I. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, well, there's all Paul's always an option. You know that. But other than <laughs> <laughs> running joke merchant, Paul. No, uh, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, where are you going to go from there? You could go, you know, to Matto and and put two mil elsewhere in the team. That's, yeah, I think that's, that's fine. Like, know, I think you're like either that. the three options with Delver. Like, you go like up to Has. You go. You make a double move downgrade, like Matto, and you put the money somewhere else, or you just hold and with confidence because the points will come. 
Yeah. I think those are the only three things you could do. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's go. This is it. That's it for now. La- la- last question. No, all two right. more questions. They're good. Oh, no, right, they're, right, good. Right, they're good. Right, they're good. All right, Car- all right, all right. Karthik on Twitter. Good premium striker options apart from Kane to replace Lukaku. So he's trying to get Rom out. Where do you go? <sighs> Tough. I mean, I probably don't get Rom out. Is the answer maybe? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like this. Is kind of what like with Arnie. It's like it's still Rom. I mean, they're obviously on and off the boil with the blow of the wind. That team, but. Still Rom, still lives in the box. I mean, you're Three out trading. of the next four fixtures, I expect him to return in. You're home trading. Newcastle, home, Everton, and at Bournemouth. Yeah, like you're but, just trading a good asset for, I mean, again, if you don't have Aguero, that's, I don't know what to make of this foot thing, by the way. We haven't even addressed that, but it will become clearer to us, I'm sure. It's not time, worth addressing because we'll get more news later in the yeah, week, yeah. yeah. I would probably hold. Other than that, I mean, Laka's interesting. I was going to say Laka. I mean, he's just yeah. great. He should have yeah, he braced this week. He only got an assist in the end. I mean, he's fucking returning five straight games. Like we, That's pretty decent. Yeah, and he has at full on this week. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, you know, Arsenal are a similar team. They don't really have bad fixtures because all they do is attack. So, Laka, Laka would probably be the answer, but I would. I mean, telling someone to hold Rom is a little bit psychotic. I will admit that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's only yeah. two blanks in a row, and before that he had goal, and then before that he had brace. It's two blanks is not a reason to get rid of someone, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think so. And he's got some pretty okay fixture. Yeah, I, it's just I, tough I just, with Rom because the because of Raz, because of Has, yeah, know, et cetera. Yeah. It's just like you look at his eleven million and just like. It just Why, what am I it. doing? Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's true. That's a true point. True story. I definitely would not be taking a hit to get rid of him. But if you get no. rid of him, it, it better be to double swap and use the money immediately on another upgrade. Because I don't think there's enough in Rom to another one of these forwards that's like you know worth spending a transfer. Kind of. I don't yeah. know. That might be insane. I'm I'm like usually don't like United at all, but maybe because like everyone's turned on them, I'm starting to like get in their corner a little bit. Yeah, like, I get that way too. I, I'm like that with so, everything. Yeah, I'm like so blinders. I'm like United are going to be fine. Like whatever. That's fucking a f- second month of the season, and they're going to just grind out and be fine and finish third. And everyone's also a lot of the guys up. on Slack that I like and talk to the most are all United fans, and I think that makes me like them a little more than I used yeah. to. Yeah. All right. Well, next question. Other question. Toasteritis on Twitter. I mean, you know he listens to the pod with the name of fucking Toasteritis. <laughs> this is my kind of fucking guy. He said, as more people play wildcards slash fixture changes, are there any teams right now you feel comfortable doubling or tripling in defense, or is it still too risky? I, th- I mean, it's really just Liverpool. Um, there Wolves? are a lot of... Their fixtures are not double worthy to me. I mean, they they don't have. I don't. I, no, I, I would not double Wolves' defense. I don't. I don't think that the fixtures are good enough right now. I mean, I really need. If I'm going to double a defense from a mid a mid table team like that, I need like three really good home games in the next five or something. And I'm not yeah. going to be doing it for a long period of time. And they just don't have that. They don't. They don't have the fixtures. Um, because you're you're just going to want to book a transfer later and. You know, when you have that mid-table team, they, they have a bad fixture, and you have two defenders. You're like, what am I supposed to do? Like the other, I don't have three other great ones, you know. So it's yeah, a tough yeah. one. I mean, if you have three premiums and then you have double wolves, it's like, what are you, are you playing five three two? I don't know what you're doing because why would you 
be benching them. I, I don't know. Anyway, I guess possibly than, Newcastle, like we shouted last week, but they kind of have to prove it first. That's the thing is, you know, Rafa, we have trusted, and obviously they were stout as fuck against Leicester. They gave up two set piece goals, and not really. I mean, that's what you you wouldn't expect that from Newcastle, but you would expect them to not give up open play goals against mid table teams at, at home because that's what Rafa built his career on. So, but I, again, I mean, doubling. If you have, you'd have to have like a really good rotation, kind of. But the fixtures are so good for Newcastle. But I think like one is. I mean, why why double expose yourself though? It feels a little bit, a little bit too risky. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it, it's maybe. it's maybe a place where you like gain points. Like if you well, the, yeah. if you're like dodging Juan Bisaka, who has a nightmare run of six fixtures, or you're yeah. dodging Wolves, who like really don't have that good fixtures, even though they've been great. And you you could potentially like gain a lot of points on people by by going a little rogue there or something. Wait, I yeah, don't you, hate it. You could also do something like a cheeky goalkeeper defender double double rotation, which I've done in the past, and it's pretty insane. It's pretty fun. Explain like that. You, what do you mean? Like you'll have a the Newcastle defender and Newcastle goalie, and then you'll have the Wolves goalie and the Wolves defender, and you'll rotate the two of them based on fixture. Like if you have a good rotation. Team rotation pair. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because then you're you're not double exposing your back line because you know it, it's a lot more palatable when you have the goalkeeper instead of the actual defender. Just because when you have bad fixtures, you know you want to fucking rotate the defenders. So could could go there. I mean, I haven't looked into rotations or anything. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, that I don't would know. Be, if they line like, up. But, but that could that could be. I mean, if you're on wild card or something, and that you're like you said, like you're looking to get ahead, you know, could could do something cheeky like that. Because like, you could have two premiums, one B, and then. Two guys in defense who rotate for the third spot. Two goalies who are, and you have two double defenses there or something. Yeah, yeah. Double double Wofford get Holaboss in. Holaboss, you will never pick up his fifth yellow. He's. I kind of want him. <laughs> he's. I mean, he's. He he's a legend. A billion chances per game. It's he puts crazy. in. He puts in fifteen crosses every day. If only I liked left backs, he'd be straight into my team. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Are you ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so captains. So uh, let me start off by correcting myself because that guy who wrote in Kane game week eight cap yes or no last week, I didn't realize he was asking about game week eight. I thought I just assumed he was asking about game week seven. So let's re look at that. Lucas H on Twitter, Kane game week eight cap yes or no. I mean, it is a tricky captain week with Liverpool playing City, but Hazard has Southampton. I don't know. What What do you think about Kane this week? Yeah, I mean, if you have him, then you obviously captain him. I yeah, think I think you have to yeah, captain him. Yeah, there's no him. point. I mean, what's the fucking point of your life if you aren't? But otherwise, yeah, I think Hazard's, even though it's away, I mean, Southampton are pretty bad. Uh, they, they're, you know, a little bit, little, it's a little tricky fixture going down there, though, to be fair. But I don't see much. Else. I mean, you could definitely cap Laka like that. Actually, I'm, Laka I'm on Laka right now. Yeah, Laka over has. I, I like that for sure. I mean, Fulham's. It's. I mean, it's a darb. There's going to be goals in that game for sure. You'd think so. I like that. I'm personally probably going has. I really don't have another option to to be fair. Um, I think that's about it though. I don't see much else. Any anyone else standing? Out? I, I mean, Arnie. I'm, I am thinking about Arnie. It must be uh, that. That is another thing. But captaining Arnie on Friday, I don't know if I could live with myself there. Oh, that would be that's tough. That would be tough. But Brighton, yeah, they they are exploitable as of right now. They are fucking. They they still have no cleans. They just can't keep it clean for for their lives. 
But yeah. I do think that Fulham, I mean, it, it's just, it's the, the point in the season, they're, they're good and they're fun to watch and stuff. But if you captain against them in 38 game weeks this season, you will do well, I think. Like in every metric known to man, they're the worst. Big chances conceded, shots on target conceded, shots in the box conceded. You know, X X goals allowed, like every yeah, fucking yeah, I thing. Get, I, I get it, Alon. I got it. So it's just like I look at them, and if one of my guys is playing them, then he's high up on the captaincy list immediately. Yeah, no, that, you're you're an easy lock of captain this weekend. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, what are you looking at transfers? So I don't know. I mean, I need to be looking long term. I feel like I need to be looking like two, three weeks in advance and figure out like. I really want Hazard. It probably has to be the Dilva spot. Um, I really want to get rid of Dea because he's fucking garbage. <laughs> and But he has home Newcastle this week, so not like emergency. And then I mentioned on last week's pod that the one oversight that I made in my minus eight from two weeks ago is that my 11th player is bad because Juan's fixtures are turning and I don't want to be starting him against Wolves, Everton, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, United in a row. Um, so I'm also looking at turning Kamara into a, a striker. So I need to do mm-hmm. two things. Is like I want to upgrade Dilva, upgrade Kamara, downgrade De Gea, downgrade somewhere else, and make money for all of those moves. You're saving this week. Um, yeah, probably. There's, I mean, there's no, literally no move to make. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know where I'll make that money. Is the problem? It De Gea might be down, like Alonso. Yeah, Alon- uh, Maybe Louise down. You could do uh, that. Won't be know. enough though. That's the thing. Like, Hazard's so fucking expensive. Yeah, he's all over eleven now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he he goes up every day. Uh, you know. So I need, and if I'm if I'm raising Kamara too. So I, I if I limit my Kamara. To maybe just like Jimenez and not try and get like Arnie, who I really want, and just settle for Jimenez or something like that, or Ings, then it's it's more it seems more reasonable that I could get there. But it's still a lot of money that yeah. I have to find. I mean, you could also do Juan to like a Newcastle defender or something easily to to shore it up. Yeah. Instead of you know having yeah. to raise an extra million or yeah, it more. just sucks because I want has. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I'm saying like in oh, the long instead term, of a Kamara you, move. Yeah, like if you do downgrade a lawn, I don't know. Either yeah, way, yeah. that's yeah. reasonable. Saving eye of doing Dilv to has looks looks pretty good. Maybe, Wait, you're maybe. doing you're doing that right now, or are you saying no, for no, me? No, I have has. I'm saying for you. You know, you, you could take a triple move and a hit maybe after the break or something. Yeah. So oh, I'm God, looking at dude, that. Dude, we have a fucking another international break after this weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm like, should I just wild card and get the fucking template? Bullshit ass team that every single fucking asshole has, and just with Fraser, Richarlison, Matt. I just get Derek's team. Just has <laughs> Matt out. Fucking no. get rid of Laka, even though he's great, and just get in fucking Mitro and Arnie, and just no. fucking suicide my life away. It's like that's that's I'll I'll go up if I do that, which is the frustrating part. But no, don't do that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, that I'm looking at that. I have a lot of like close money things that I need to figure out because I like all of my premium guys and right, I don't I gotta really go want to get rid of shut, any of them. Shut up. <laughs> Are we running um, long? 
<laughs> fucking long as shit. Are you kidding me? Okay. Longest okay. podcast we've ever done in our lives. No, no, we're going out to dinner and it just all of a sudden is, yeah. Um, what you're, are you you're fine. At? You're, you're doing great though. Thanks. You're welcome. What are you looking at? Um, I don't know. I have Dil- Dilva is a problem. I still have fucking Mendy, even though who knows he's going to be fit this weekend or something. Kill myself. I don't really know what I want to do. I don't have many problem spots on my team. So, um, having Rob, I have actual zero in the bank. And you know, you're mentioning Juan B's fixtures turning soon. I still have Billing, who's just a ridiculous nightmare, and I still have Kamara. So that is very concerning to me. Um, I'm thinking of maybe just doing Robbo to Trent and banking the mill because I don't think there's a million there anymore. And it still gives me that double, double Liverpool defense and gives me some money and flexibility. I could do Dilve to uh, to Sterling with a Mendy downgrade if I want to next week, possibly. But you have two frees, right? I have two frees. I'm yeah, definitely so not making just two. rolling a free and making I'm money. That makes a sense. Thousand percent rolling because otherwise I'm a triple move. If I'm gonna upgrade Dilve to Sterling, I'm not taking it for that's fucking stupid. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is Robbo to Trent and then let the break and then reassess again with two. Um, it's kind of kind of straightforward. I mean, I still have Shaw. He's a little bit of a problem, but he's only five, so it's like eh, whatever. Yeah, and he just think? gets he gets assists for fun. <laughs> so fucking fat. Best left back in Europe, baby. God, he's good. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. All right. Um, just the one new patron this week, Ryan Boise K. Boise, welcome, bud. Good to have you. Slap that ass. Uh, check us out. At fmlfbl.com, follow on Twitter at fmlfbl, sports, patreon.com, slash fml, subscribe, rate, review on it. 